The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, November 8th, and this is the Monday Night Football Gambling and DFS Preview. Joining me to break it all down, one, the only, Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? Well, what's happening? Not much. I don't know if you're aware of this, but we have a YouTube channel here at the Pick 6 Podcast. Um, wow. I feel like I've, it's, it's I, I wonder if I'm trying to, like, bludgeon people to death, not to death, metaphorically, of course, with the idea that they should subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you do that, you can see us live on YouTube, breaking down every single Monday night football game, Sunday night football game. Well, we break down the entire week on Sunday night football, but um, Thursday night football game, every primetime game, we go live and we recap it. Also, live on Tuesdays, 1 p.m., YouTube exclusive. Ryan Wilson hosts a mock draft special, I think with Chris Trapasso and Josh Edwards every week, good friends of the show. And Thursdays at 1 p.m., we do our pick shows. Lee, if you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button. Hit subscribe, hit the little bell. You'll get notifications when we go live and leave your favorite Monday night best bet or your Monday night football best bet in the comments and tell me how uh, how good or bad our picks have done. A, uh, I mean, I guess technically we've got a, a matchup of two playoff contenders between the Bears and the, and the Steelers tonight, Sully. It is, uh, it is Chicago. Heading to the Steel City, where the Steelers are six, well, six and a half. I think it's moved to seven on Caesars when I last looked. Yes, it is even seven. Steelers minus seven, over under 39 and a half. Ew. It's crazy. I mean, you could either say it's two playoff teams, or you can go with the the, the classic two storied franchises oh, go head to head. You know, you can. Yeah. You can really you can really say it however you want, but yeah, no, this game is is tough in terms of that that total. I, I I would probably stay away from it. I would go under just because these offenses are not good at all, and they both you know boast fairly good defenses too. So it would it would lend you to try to go under there. But to me, I don't know that number is just a little too low for my liking. Even though I don't think they're going to get there. Yeah, agree completely on on the number. I mean, they let's see last check. Chicago has kind of tumbled in the defensive rankings, at least from an advanced analytics perspective. Football Outsiders has them 18th in a defensive DVOA. Pittsburgh still top 10, and maybe more importantly, 6th against the run. Chicago 24th against the run, 13th against the pass. Uh, Pittsburgh eight, 15th against the pass. Look, just, this is a, just a tough spot for Justin Fields. Mm. He had his best game of his career last year. La the last time out, but it was mainly because he ran the football really well, scrambling around and making plays happen, not because he was out there, you know, just slinging it. I mean, he's flashed plenty, but he's got a bad offensive line, and the Steelers have a good defensive line. Now they're banged up as hell, but they got Cam Hayward and TJ Watt, um, and so it's it's hard to uh, imagine that. Like, I, I mean, it's it's just hard it's 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 hard to imagine a situation where the Bears just magically protect Justin Fields. And 
there's just no problems whatsoever for Fields dealing with the uh, Pittsburgh uh, d- uh, defensive line. And I agree with you in the sense that, you know, I mean, like, it's the game screams under. We should have bet the under the second the line came out because it was probably 43 or something like that. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, you it's 39 and a half is just you can just get there really fast. Yep, and I'll tell you this too, just from, with some trends with these teams going into it. Pittsburgh, the under is five one and one this season. With Chicago, it's six and two. And when you talk about these offenses, I mean, in a points per game standpoint, Pittsburgh eighteen point nine points per game, twenty sixth in the NFL. Chicago fifteen point four, thirty first in the NFL. So it's you know a lot of signs trend under, but when you're talking about a number this low, again, like you said, like you should have probably jumped on this. When it was just open, probably hovering around 40, 42 and a half. The only thing that I think about when when we have a number this low in games where we're talking about, you know, obviously, you know, 39 and a half, it's not going to be this, or at least it's not projected to be this onslaught of a game. That's when I generally like to take the points with these teams, especially when you can get seven. Sure. You know, it's it's again. If they're not expecting it's going to be this this offensive explosion, you're talking about a really tight game. And when you can get a touchdown lead in those type of scenarios, that's why I like the Bears here plus seven. Yeah, you're right. And by the way, uh, injury-wise, Eric Ebron out for this game. Ben Roethlisberger actually popped up on Friday on the injury report with a right shoulder injury but carries no designation, so he's probably fine. That could be just a simple Ben reminding everybody that he's – actually, oh, oh, I see this. They actually put three injuries down for Big Ben um, on the injury report. That could simply be – Big Ben letting everybody know. I'm fighting through it, guys. This is Big Ben. Big Ben here checking in. Injured. Peck. Hip. Right shoulder. Don't worry about it. I'm tough enough. Monday Night Football. Uh, but please, ESPN, make sure to mention that I am hurt before the game starts. Uh, Chris Boswell, back to practice after that after concussion. I mean, he took he got absolutely rocked on a play that caused the Steelers not to be able to pass the ball or not to be able to kick extra points last week. Cameron Hayward, full practice, no designation. And Minka Fitzpatrick did not practice on Saturday with a foot injury, but no designation as well. For the Bears, Darnell Mooney still questionable. That's kind of a big injury. Damian Williams is out for this game. Uh, Alec Ogletree, questionable. Khalil Mack out. Eddie Jackson, doubtful. And then Nick Foles out, in case you were worried about that. Oh, yeah, go ahead. And one more, David Montgomery. There's a chance that he's activated off IR in this game. Matt Nagy said this week that there's a really good chance. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet. So wait and see there, too. Obviously, we'll get into the DFS portion of all this. But, like, you know, that's a name that we'll want to watch there as well. Because, obviously, if he's back and he's healthy, he's their starting running back. As good as Khalil Herbert's been. Yeah, yeah, I agreed completely. Yeah, Montgomery will get the lion's share of carries. And I'll look like an idiot for playing Jeremy McNichols over Khalil Herbert if David Montgomery isn't activated in this. I mean... This fantasy league, this one league I'm in, it's just, it's just absolutely ravaged. I feel like, is that the case with a lot of leagues right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I had Montgomery. I've been rolling with two in my main league. I have, uh, I have Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, and Damian Harris, and I don't think any of them have been healthy at the same time. I've been scrambling for most of that. So again, Harris got hurt this week. Montgomery coming back. I guess that's fine. It can plug and play. We'll see what happens. But you know, it's been, uh, it's been tough. Yeah, this league. Uh, if only I had picked up Brandon Ayuk instead of Kenny Galladay, which I thought about doing, I may have may have managed to steal a win, which is just well, embarrassing. I, did, I, I made the mistake of uh, drafting Robert Woods before Cooper Cup, and that was not. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of. I got a lot of uh, best ball teams where I did the same thing. Like nobody knew. I mean, 
I guess, I mean, I guess in hindsight, it was obvious that company, I don't know. It's hard. To, I mean, mm-hmm. Woods could, Woods could be the guy for Matthew Stafford. He's had a, a blow up game. It's yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. He did yeah. well last night too. He had like 12 ish points. Yeah. He, yeah. He bought out. Um, but yeah, Cooper, if you have Cooper cup in a league, you're probably, you're probably doing okay for yourself. Yeah. Sitting pretty. So yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on, on grabbing the points. The only thing is, uh, I mean, like this, the line moved to seven, which is a little shaky because it's been sitting at six and a half all week. The Steelers could put the clamps on the Bears and just not let, like, the Bears could score eight or like, eight points. Why did they score eight points? The Bears could score like six points in the first half, and it could be 21 or, or it could be like 14 to 17 to six Steelers. And you feel like there's absolutely no way Chicago comes back. Uh, or maybe it's like, I don't know. 14 nothing at half and this you i i I feel like there's a chance for that i i don't again the under is really low are we are we dealing with any weather here i'm not sure about that but you know again like you're saying i i totally agree with you in in where it's like you know it's tough especially with both of these offenses particularly chicago like i said 31st in the NFL in points per game going into this one. But again, I do think Justin Herbert, I mean, Justin Herbert, Justin Fields is getting better each and every week that he's gone out on the field. I mean, we talk about how he ran for for 100 yards last week, but he also completed 70% of his passes. They're kind of figuring out what he can do well. And I feel like they're starting to construct an offense that's going to be better suited for him. So again, it's, it's, it's not a great prolific offense yet with him. He's still a raw prospect. But again, when you're getting seven points in a game that's projected to be this low scoring, it's just really tough to ignore. Yeah, it's also tough to ignore the fact that yesterday was pure chaos in the NFL. True. You know, like the only game, the the Thursday game, it's like Colts blow out the Jets. It's like, all right, another week of favorites rolling and then absolute chaos. Survivor, Survivor's like basically over. If you took the Colts and Survivor, you are, you're, you're waking up and there's like 1% left in your league. So yeah, I think we both lean Bears in the under here, catching the points and the total. Um, I might actually, man. I if I think if I gotta make a bet on one of these, I don't actually. You know, I don't even hate the idea of teasing teasing this game either. You could tease it to Steelers minus one and the under, or Bears plus uh, thirteen and and tease the under up and take that as well. You know, sort of same game teaser. I don't, I don't, I don't hate that. And I'll mention this too, just because we were talking about the trends a little bit earlier here. Pittsburgh favored in this game. The last seven games, Pittsburgh has been favored. They're 0-7 against the spread. They haven't been a good team in this sense. And then when you talk about them playing at home, and we talk about the under, the under is 6-1-1 in the Steelers' last eight games as a home favorite. So there are a few things there where they just haven't been able to live up to those games where they're given the favorites for the odds makers. Mm, interesting. All right. Any other thoughts as to this game before we? To me, it would just be let's see what happens with David Montgomery. Again, you know, we'll probably talk a lot about that a little bit later. But again, that's another piece. If you remember beforehand, again, I was just saying I have him on my fantasy team. I know him quite well. He's been a legit factor in that backfield and Herbert's been playing great without him as well. But again, you're, if you're getting another playmaker like that, it'll certainly help their chances and you feel even more good about taking the points there. Okay. All right, let's take a break, and we'll talk about some player props. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. 
The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so player props for this game. Again, when you got a total 39 and a half, Sully, you're not going to see some big numbers hanging out there on player props. Uh, this is a, not, not the ideal uh, prop matchup for you and I, two notorious over, over backers. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what it is. And you know, Nick Costas, who fancies himself the prop king, over on uh, You Better You Bet, our, our good friend Costos. Um, he always, like, bets overs, too. I, 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 I think it's just sort of, I, like, my eye, I look towards stuff that I think is too low. Which yeah. is probably dumb. I mean, I should be looking for stuff that's too high. And if you get a, a rock fight in a game where, you know, like, in a game like this, you're just not going to see a bunch of big totals. But I think you can still find some overs that work. You can also certainly find some unders uh, that work as well. Is there anything that caught your eye from a prop perspective. Well, I'll give you the I'll give you one of the overs that I like and it's Cole Komet his over for receiving yards 27 and a half yards. He's averaged 5.6 targets over the last 3 games. He's someone again, Justin Fields is not the kind, you know, we talk a lot we were just talking about Allen Robinson a little bit before the break and it was, you know, he's not he hasn't really been exploding this season. Fields is not pushing the ball down the field. He's working with his tight ends like what most rookie quarterbacks do. They utilize the tight ends. And he's gone over this number two of the last three games. I just feel like that's an area where he could he could kind of explode here. And the, and the Steelers haven't been particularly good against tight ends this season either. So again, that one, you know, again, it's not a crazy over. It's not like he's, you know, going to be ripping it off and going to be, you know, the the millie maker in terms of these uh and a DraftKings on it, but again, it's it's a it's it, it, all he has to do is get a couple of passes for ten plus yards, and he's he's pretty much there. No, I think that's a, that's a good bet. Twenty seven and a half is too low for him. He's yeah. um, we've seen his usage climb. You know, you have a young quarterback in Justin Fields who's going to lean on his tight ends. Uh, you know, lean on the safety valve, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot. We both have. And by the way, uh, producer Chris got his first real taste of, uh, of 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 working with me on this particular podcast because he's like he's like wait a minute the we went to break and we actually don't I don't have Brinson's props in my hand and I got to put them up on the uh, by the way can we will you click on the Jets and Colts Chris I just want to see how we did uh, last week from a prop perspective unless it's terrible then don't click on it um, <laughs> I, I was curious I can't I can't I can't remember exactly what we did oh uh, went oh we smashed on what am I talking about we smashed on uh yeah. on Thursday. Because I rolled it into a like, the guy that Naheem, Naheem, all the Naheem Hines overs hit. Um, Carson Wentz, t- 
took care of all of those. The only one of those that didn't, Michael Carter missed by a half a yard on mine. And I don't yep. know, Mike White, obviously, no overs didn't work there. Uh, did and the Mike White and the Mike White stuff just you know again he gets hurt and, and all that and we were pretty good. we were on we were talking a lot about about Marlon Mack we were on it to a degree we just picked the wrong running back we were talking about how there was a scenario where there where that other running back outside of Jonathan Taylor could go off it just didn't it was Naeem Hines it wasn't Marlon Mack who was Naeem Naeem that game. yeah Naeem Hines captains won a, won a bunch of money just like yeah, Sunday oh, big time. yeah we can go back to uh, Bears and Steelers now but just like sort of on Sunday night for a minute there was like Titans defensive captain. Titans DST captain was winning, which is, you know, that's the, the Costanza scenario that that I certainly did not uh, envision. Um, so back to Bears and Steelers. I, we both have, and thank you for managing that, Chris. Doing a great job. Killing it. Uh, you deserve a raise. The, um, we both have Najee Harris over rushing yards, 79 and a half. I also have Najee Harris over rush attempts, 19 and a half. I think the over rush yards is a little bit cleaner. Um, I wish that Akeem Hicks was not – I mean, I don't wish him injury or anything like that. But if he wasn't playing, I feel very comfortable about Najee's over. The Steelers are just going to run him – they're just going to run him 25 times in this game, I feel like. And I mean, I mean, we've seen this for, you know, the, the pretty much the last decade with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where it's Le'Veon Bell, James Conner. When they have a running back, they deploy him almost exclusively. Like, they, they don't try to have this, you know, multi-running back attack. It is their guy, and they move forward. And, and Harris, he's had 20-plus carries in the last three games. Hey, let me ask you something. When if you're in if you're an NFL, like I don't think that this is a smart approach for an NFL team or NFL analysis by any stretch of the imagination. But I think there is definitely some people in the Steelers coaching on the Steelers coaching staff or in the Steelers building or Steelers fans or just old men in general who are like, well, uh, you know, when uh, we're one and one and one and three when Najee has less than twenty carries. Three and zero when Najee gets twenty carries or more, and that's actually true. Like that stat is correct. Does that stat correlate to any reasonable analysis? Of course not. Is there somebody out there who might be thinking if we get Najee to twenty carries, we we win the football game? Maybe. I, I wouldn't shock me. I, I don't think it would be crazy if you see a pregame analysis where somebody brings that point up. I mean, I, hell, I just did it. So, like, I mean, and it's true. He had six. He averaged in his first four games. He averaged. Let's see, 13.8 carries per game for 46.3 rushing yards and had one total touchdown. It's kind of looking like a, not a bust, but it's like, man, duh, they invested a first-round pick at a running back, idiots. In the last three games, 24.3 carries per game, 98 rushing yards per game, two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and also had a receiving touchdown in those games as well. He had a receiving uh, touchdown in the first four as well, including a game where he had 14 catches, which is just wild. His receiving usage is through the roof. They just don't mind piling on carries on a Najee Harris, and they know that their offense isn't great. They know their defense is – I mean, you look at this game if you're the Steelers, and you think we are going to hammer Najee Harris into the Bears' defensive line, have Ben get the ball out quick on third down, try and get to 17 points, and just not let the Bears get past 14. Like, that feels like the plan here for the Steelers. This is not going to be a pretty game, and – just over rushings, over rushing yards for Najee Harris. It doesn't feel guaranteed, but it feels like a pretty good bet. 
Well, I mean, especially when you look at what happened last week. And again, you know, very similar to the 20 carries thing. You can't translate always what happened the previous week into this game. I mean, look at Buffalo. They they were they were shut out in the second half right. to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So weird things can certainly happen. But I mean, you have Elijah Mitchell going for over a hundred in, you know, over a hundred yards rushing against this Bears run defense last week. Najee, again, is going to get a ton of carries. And it's not like, you know, like you were saying, like it's not. You know, once they reach 20 carries for Najee Harris, they stop the game and they give the, pat, the the Steelers the win. It's not how it works. But when you have somebody that's highly skilled, a first-round pick, you put the ball in his hands, obviously things are going to happen. Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been able to really push the ball down the field much this season. So you have to try to figure out how to get, your, get the ball in the hands of your playmakers in different ways. One of them is when you have an elite running back that can catch the football, you throw it to him 14 times in a game. That's just how they're going to actually put it there. So to me, again, Harris, he's gone over this, this total, I believe, a number of times already this season. The Bears run defense ranks 24th in the NFL in DVOA. I mean, it just seems like a slam dunk play. I thought it saw it over 80 yards rushing at some point or another. Maybe it was flirting at 79, or, you know, a little over like 82 and a half. So that's come down a little bit, which makes me like it even more. But again, you know, are you concerned that it falls? Sure, you know, whatever, you know, conspiracy theories there they are out there. But to me, again, Najee Harris, <laughs> he's going to see a lot of work tonight. And I, I don't see a scenario where he doesn't go over this. Yeah, I mean, there is a scenario, but it, the, Steelers sure, sure. Gonna, yeah. the Steelers are not going to abandon the run. They just won't. No. They're going to keep running the football. Um, I also like uh, Pat Frymuth overs as well. Mm-hmm. I think they'll keep it keep it tight and snug near the near the near the uh, to, near the line of scrimmage. Big Ben gets the ball out quick. The offensive line isn't very good at protecting him. And I anticipate uh, Frymuth will be heavily used. Like him over thirty five and a half uh, receiving yards and over. I think the over reception is three and a half. I, I don't think there'll be a ton of passes here. But I think it'll be enough to get us over both of those for for those tight ends. And like you said, Cole Komet, similar thing. Bad offensive lines, good defensive, good-ish defensive lines. Quarterbacks getting the ball out quickly. Tight ends, your best friend. These two teams feel like they're feeding tight ends here. Uh, Komet and Fryermuth uh, overs, I, I like a lot. And I'll take so over receptions for both of those guys and over receiving yards for me uh, for for Fryermuth and Komet. And then I have uh, Justin Fields over interceptions. I mean, I don't. Know, it seems pretty obvious, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, probably yeah, gonna, yeah. Probably totally gonna throw a pick, and it's uh, it is, oh, it's that's moved up to minus one sixty on the juice. So I get it in as early as you can because it, I don't know they're not going to move it to one and a half. I don't think. Um, if you get the over minus one sixty and it comes back at one and a half, and you have to, you could play a juiced middle, I guess. But I mean, it, I just, there's probably a good chance he's going to throw a pick. So yeah, uh, maybe look for that. And then you've also got uh, Fields over rushing yards and Big Ben under. Passing touchdowns. Yeah, for Fields, I mean, you know, I just think that this number is way too low for what we've seen over him over the last three games here. He's gone over this number. 37 and a half for a guy that is using his legs. It's not like he is, you know, just you know, scrambling one or two times. He's getting consistently, you know, five or you know, five to six carries per game that he's scrambling and running down the field. So to me, again, that number just feels way too low, especially after a game where he rushed. For 100 yards Steelers obviously you know have have a great defense and all of that but again when you have a talent like Fields where his passing is still developing they're going to utilize his legs as much as they can to move the ball down the field so again that one just makes a, a ton of sense to me and then Roethlisberger again we're, we're looking at 39 and a half for this total of this game I don't see a scenario where he's throwing multiple touchdowns. Again, obviously, you know, it could happen, especially if they get to the goal line and he's throwing screens to, you know, to, to Najee Harris or Chase Claypool 
or he's doing something like that, but he's only thrown multiple touchdown passes this season once. I'm going to take my chances to say that the trend continues that he just throws at least one touchdown tonight. Uh, yep, I, I dig that. I think they'll use Najee Harris. To, again, they're going to pound Najee Harris at the goal line, which leads me to touchdown props. First touchdown scorer. But before we get to that, and um, I'll I'll tell you, I, go ahead and scroll down. I, I think I'll probably had the same ones as Sully. Uh, yep, there we go. Uh, you can you can give me Fryermuth. I just bet Fryermuth at thirteen to one. Nice. I also got Fields at sixteen to one, and these are on my site at, at, at Caesars. They're a little bit they're lower, right? I don't. I mean, yeah. those are the two guys I would play right there. And then I also think that you can play Cole Komet. Uh, I've got him at twenty two to one that I bet, uh, but he is currently yeah twenty to one on on Caesars. I think Komet's a good bet. I mean, again, sort of the same process here, right? Because we don't know. I mean, yeah, we don't. You know, like, look, is Najee Harris going to score the first touchdown? Probably. But it's three and a half to one. That's not worth the. That's not worth it when you can just scroll a little bit further down. Not not that not you, Chris, but you anybody could scroll a little bit further down and just bet on Najee Harris minus one fifty to score any time. Yep. That's the bet. Like yep. three and a half to one's awesome. Just lay the minus one fifty on any time touchdown. You don't have to worry about him scoring the first touchdown because you'll get like. So what I would do is let's say that I'm distributing. Um, let's say I put ten bucks on Friar Muth. Fields and um and Cole Komet, right? And we're unfairly asking producer Chris to spell Fryermuth seventeen <laughs> different times, on, like on the fly. Which I like, I couldn't spell Fryermuth right now. If you if you gave if you told me if you told me I got a hundred dollars for correctly spelling Pat Fryermuth, I would not. There's no chance I would do it correctly. Um, I'd have a better chance of spelling Tugga Vailoa than uh than than Fryermuth at this point. But it, let's say you put ten bucks on Fryermuth, ten bucks on Fields, ten bucks on Komet. You got $30, right? This, you know, do it however you want to assign your various units. But go put 30 bucks on Najee Harris to score an anytime touchdown. Yeah. And that way, you know, if he scores first, you just wash it out. Or put 50 bucks on Najee Harris to score anytime, anytime touchdown. And if he scores first, you still net some profit. But if it's one of those other guys... You and you hit it, and then Najee scores again later. You're feeling great about life. So I think I think that's very possible. Obviously, Big Ben, you don't want to bet on first touchdown. He doesn't. He's not even on the list. That's how the lack of respect for Big Ben sneaking. He just doesn't sneak. He's not even on the list. None of these guys below twenty to one. I mean, outside of Komet, really do a whole lot for me, to be honest. Well, going back to what you were saying about Najee Harris, it was basically the same argument about going against Jonathan Taylor's first touchdown on Thursday. I mean, you know, yes, he certainly has that ability to oh, score. I gave out Hines on the podcast, so, by the way. Yeah, so, but that's what I mean. Like, Hines was the way to go there if you're trying to figure out, you know, a value standpoint for first touchdown. You just go and you take take the take the odds over at any time touchdown. Again, it's not going to be as high, but still, if you're confident, try to get the win on that side of things. Again, you, you, you're not splitting enough value there's not there's not a canyon of, of value there that you're like oh i have to go with the first touchdown you just kind of make your bones on, on another play there to me in my yeah. opinion yeah i mean yeah exactly like i, I mean I, these are our picks for first touchdown fields commit and fryermuth i mean i don't love fryermuth and fields at 10 to 1 uh, to be honest like i mean you'd love you again you'd like to get 13 yeah. 16 to 1 etc um darnell mooney's still in the injury report so you can bet him if you want. I don't hate him at, at fourteen to one, but I I, I want to make sure he's playing before I do that. And, and there's then, currently no Bears court, uh, running backs in there as well on Caesars that I saw because obviously because of the David Montgomery scenario. 
Yeah, I don't think you – I mean, like, I'm not trying to knock Caesar's odds here. I just don't think you – I don't think you put these bets in until the Bears running backs are added to the pool because that should push Frymuth and Fields down a little bit uh, once we have our Bears running back added into that. So, yeah, hold, maybe hold off on, on betting that if you don't have some better numbers. Um, I, I mean, I'm just telling you, I bet that – you know, I, I, I personally bet – the, the Friar Muth and the Comet and the Fields because I had better numbers than I was sitting on. Um, okay. Should we go to, should we, should we magically transport ourselves to a YouTube only DFS uh, show? I like it. Sounds like fun. Let's do it. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. You can watch us talk about DFS on the other side on the YouTubes. See you guys in a minute.